0: You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swineblade. Hello, I'm Eric Swineblade, and welcome to Massive Debate UK. With the trussinator well and truly trussinated, and the Tory party going full clown world in the middle of an economic collapse and World War III, the slow motion bus crash that is the Conservative Party has never been harder to look away from. Coups, collapse, and catastrophe abound. A general election has never been more sorely needed. But what now for the Tories? My question to you is this. With trust turned burnt crumpet, who should be the next Conservative leader? Hunt, Sunak, Gove, the options are dizzying. Hunt, Sunak, Gove, the options are dizzying. Should we even bother? Who can save the day for the Conservatives? What should happen? Who should it be and why? How do you feel about all this? Give us a call on 08345 60 60 60 3 3 3. And to kick us off, we've got Owen Bridgewell from Sutton. Owen, who do you think it should be and why?
1: Uh, hear me out on this, Eric. Uh, I believe that Sadiq Khan oh. is the guy. But you, you know Sadiq Khan's
0: um, the mayor of London, right?
1: Yeah, I, I know, I do. I, 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 know he's on, I know he's on the other side. Yeah. But what I'd really love to see would be, to, would be to see a Sadiq Khan prime ministership. Right. Um, he, he, I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of slack over the years. Yeah, m-
0: monumental him. knife crime yeah, well, comes then, to then,
2: mind. Yeah,
1: well, they, they, they do say that, don't they, about, about uh, Sadiq Khan. But the truth is... You know, it's the, it's the, they've cut the police, they've cut the budget. So uh, even if he wanted to stop the crime, well, what, what the crime.
0: exactly has Sadiq Khan achieved or done for London at all?
1: Well, you know, is see uh, new uh, bridges, uh, new shopping centres, uh, uh, Battersea, uh, you know, you know, type of regulations on cars, and no, I'm a cyclist myself, so... Ah, you're a cyclist. Yeah, no, I'm a cyclist. Right. Uh, to be honest, that's the main reason why, yeah. No, okay. I, I, I do. I, I just love to, I love the bike. and um, They call me a mammal, you know, a, um, a middle, middle-aged man in Lycra, yeah. Right, <laughs> so you cycle a lot oh, then. No, I cycle all over the shop, yeah. Uh, mm. We've all got our core issue for me. It's, uh, it's the bikes, and uh, cars are fen- but a wonderful... Uh, Wonderful dude for that. Wasn't um,
0: it Boris Johnson who introduced the Boris bikes to London? Yeah,
1: though? okay. So they do call them the Boris bikes. Um, but he, he introduced a bunch of these very heavy bikes to London, which are very difficult to drive. And actually, it was Khan who cracked down on the cars, which has been the main issue for us as cyclists. We're constantly getting squished by lorries, you know. So uh, <laughs> mm. um, I'm, really glad, I'm really happy with Khan, and I just hope that he, he can... He sees the light of
0: day. Anyway, it's all right. right. OK, well, I mean, Sadiq Khan, uh, I don't even know where to start with that one. He's he's on the other party and, you know, he's deeply unpopular outside of London. So a complete non-starter. But that said, at this point, we are running out of options. So, you know, why not uh, stick Sadiq in, in power and, um, you know, get the whole country cycling up and down the UK, stabbing each other in the face? I mean, policy-wise, it's still more intelligent than anything Liz Truss has put forward. Let's have a look at the next caller. Um, we've got Nicholas from St Albans on the line. Nicholas, uh, how do you feel about the current political situation? Hello?
3: Eric, I am I'm completely and utterly... <clears throat> I'm exhausted by the whole thing. I just... I am spent. I am emotionally spent. I am spiritually spent. I am physically spent.
0: Are you in the bath? spent,
3: and quite frankly, I wake up in the morning. I I look at my phone, I check the news, and I immediately just roll over and go back to sleep for you know another three or four hours, often until, you know, until eleven eleven
0: thirty am Oh, dear, that's not a good sign. Yeah.
3: And, Eric, I'm a GP. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm a GP. I'm supposed to be in the office at about... 7.30am and I'm not turning up.
0: Sounds Um, like you might have a a medical condition. I mean...
3: uh, No, no, it's not a medical condition. I'm otherwise a very lucky, healthy human being. I am emotionally, physically, spiritually exhausted by British politics. It is is a a drug. It is a powerful, neurotropic, psychedelic drug that... uh, a trip, if you will, that just never ceases to um, end and never ceases to conclude. It just m- metastasizes and grows and sucks the life and the light from everything and everyone around it. It's a black hole. well, I mean, that's
0: that's a little drastic, I think. it's
3: a black hole. And they say, you know, a, a, In politics, a week is a long time. Well, honestly, every single day feels like uh, a battle. feels like climbing Mount Everest, and the oxygen is thinning every day. And uh, I know know the Brexit was nearly pushing me over the edge. I, Likewise. I thought I had ME during that time. I didn't have ME at all. And... When that was finally resolved with Boris Johnson's uh, appointment, I had a new lease of life. I was jogging. I was you know, taking up oil painting again. And, oh, lovely. Uh, and then suddenly, three months in, we get the, um, the China virus. The, COVID. Uh, the bug. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I immediately went into a severe uh, psychological depression.
0: Yeah, well you weren't alone I'm sure well,
3: that, that that whole two years and um, again you know trying to trying to be a GP during that time it was um, to be honest all I do is really Google so it's not the end of the world but
0: uh, well I, I didn't play yourself down <sighs> well to be honest you are slightly starting to worry me here uh, don't do anything silly no
3: well, don't worry about that look I, I'm not I'm not I'm not, a, not in any trouble I'm just struggling to see the point anymore with you know without losing control with no losing government i just think it's all gone snafu it's all gone tits up <sighs> taking it on it's never going to end eric it never does end it only escalates the whole thing
0: yeah okay well look uh, uh, bye. Uh, okay well I, all i'd say is just don't look at your phone so much you know I, I that's the best piece of advice i can give you really it sounds to me like you've just become addicted to the news um i look i present this show i'm obsessed with the news myself but um i you know i don't take it that seriously it's um, it's theater at the end of the day um anyway take care of yourself and um it just goes to show that um, we're getting fatigue we're getting fatigue in this country at the levels of nonsensory that are coming out of the political establishment it truly is clown world 3.0 and if we don't do something soon, you know. I, I think this country is going to become politically unrecognizable and broken for potentially the next hundred years. I don't see us coming back from it. And um, let's take another call quickly from Casper in Rutland. Casper, hello. Yeah. Uh, who,
1: who would you like? <laughs> Jafar from Aladdin. Do you remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Jafar. He was because uh, he looks a bit like uh, what do you call him? Um, Michael uh, Howard. Michael Howard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like a skinny Michael Howard and. I just think he suits the brand you know he's uh, always conniving he's always trying to he's hypnotising the public with his little cobra stick and he's got a psychopathic a psychotic parrot on his shoulder um, which you know could be the you know, vested interest or lobbyist for the Right. Brassi, so yeah. <laughs> yeah Jafar Jafar from Aladdin Jafar, is my vote Jafar,
0: <laughs> Jafar from Aladdin yes we yeah. uh, uh, you know what yeah, but, uh, I mean it's a valid point but if you had to choose a real one who uh, would
1: it be um, you know what I'd like um, I'd like the, the Lib Dems Ed Davey Ed, Ed Davey? Davey yeah he's a lovely bloke oh. <laughs> yeah Ed Davey yeah uh, he's just like a big cuddly bear isn't he <laughs> uh,
0: I mean cuddly bears uh, Jafar from Aladdin are you do you work in the cartoon world or something like um,
1: that no I don't i I, I, I'm a furry, actually, and I am um, not don't technically identify as being a human being at all, so...
0: <laughs> well, you're, you're a furry, obviously, so you identify as a, uh, a wolf or a raccoon, or... I'm
1: actually a white fox, so <laughs> close enough. Oh.
0: <laughs> um, well, anyway, thanks for your call, and, uh, you know, at this rate, they might well end up having to choose Jafar. They're going through so many leaders this quickly. So, let's take another call now from David Hitch in Milton Keynes. David.
4: Well, oh, hi, Eric. I'm... Um, I've been thinking long and hard about this for you know, a good three or four weeks now, because I can see where the cards were falling, so to speak, in the House of Cards. And I've seen a massive opportunity for William Hague. Um,
0: William who, Hague?
4: Yeah, who, who obviously did run before. But William Hague has been mm. ageing like a wonderful bottle of Malbec. Um, I think... You know, second time's the charm. If we're talking about Boris Johnson running again, why not go back a bit further? I mean, at this point, I really do think that it's uh, a totally open playing field. I mean, it, it's
0: scary to think that that's where we might be. That we're, we're reanimating, rebooting William Hague. Dot exe. Is that how bad it is? I mean, why do you like William Hague? The
4: reason I like William Hague is consistency. You know, he's been consistently. Um, consistent on all the moral issues of our time. Well, he's been
0: consistently out of power or out of the limelight now for about two decades. I mean, I don't think he's even an MP anymore.
4: Oh, well, I mean that's uh, that's that's always changeable, isn't it? I, I quite like him to you know put the suit back on, you know, grow the hair out again, and come back into the ring and you know, show them, show these new Tories what the old Tories were like.
0: Um, but the old Tories were complete losers. They they never won an election in ten well, years.
4: I have been in power but they were certainly Tories in the sense that they represented the, the, the values of a, a, a small c or normal conservative party although these new ones I really don't know where we, where we get where we any but them, them, them stand they seem to be very much like Tony Blair's Labour Party or uh, a, a self-serving kind of um, uh, you know, global interests uh, or non- mumbo-jumbo remainers So been. for
0: you they, they, they've sold out the current kind of conservative lot they're they're globalists, they're too far left for you.
4: Yes, most certainly, too far left, too far gone, and um, they no longer represent the, the countryside conservatives so, like, like I consider myself to be. So.
0: Right, well, uh, William Hague, not going to happen, uh, thank God, but um, nonetheless, I suppose it is a constructive contribution, nonetheless, given the current situation. Anyway, let's keep going. I want to get as many of these in as possible. We're getting some good ideas going here. Let's take another call. And we've got Bo Hargreaves on the line from Isle of Man. Bo, who who is it for you and why?
2: Well, I have to say, Eric, it's Sunak all the way for me. Sunak. All the way to the bank. Mm. He's super smart. And I don't just mean his intelligence, but his clothes. He he always looks impeccable. You know, crisp shirts, well-fitting suits. Uh, He looks like he stepped right out of a trouser press. He's such a smart guy. Everything from his shoes to his bag... And uh, I was saying to a friend. I, I, I can picture Rishi Sunak almost as a fashion model for somewhere like Next. You know, I can imagine walking down the high street and in Next there's a big billboard of Rishi Sunak in a lovely blue blazer, pale blue tie, buffed Italian shoes. Uh, or it could be the summer and he'd be wearing a. T- with a jazzy design, simple slacks or shorts, you know, very, very stylish, so The sun is shining. And I think we need somebody like that right now.
0: Yeah, well, he definitely presents very well, but it is a little bit squeaky clean. I mean, what is it about Rishi Sunak that makes you think he could do let's it?
2: Let's not forget, Eric, let's not forget. Sunak is a self-confessed Star Wars affectionate order. Oh, really? What does that tell us? Well, like a Jedi, he has marvellous powers of the mind... He could keep calm under pressure from various forces, and he's in touch with his spiritual side to benefit all of humanity. Um, well, I'm not sure about that. that. Is of course unless he's a Sith because what the Sith tend to do is masquerade as one of the good guys, but behind the scenes they're actually obeying an evil emperor, looking to crush any rebellion and uh, bring about a sinister new order. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I doubt that's yeah. the case with, uh, with, with Darth Sunak. Well, I think Rishi Sunak's
0: very open about who he answers to and the interests he serves, and I think, in a way, that's why people feel safer with him. I mean, I mean he's an you know, he's not afraid of admitting he's a, a, you know, a globalist who serves corporations. You seem very personally enamoured with Sunak. Why is it that you like him so much over everybody else? You know,
2: I'll tell you why I like Sunak so much. I, I actually had a dream about uh, him. Did you now? Yes, I did. I, I, yes, I had a dream. A very pleasant dream. Uh, right. Um, basically, there's a knock on the door. I okay. It. And there was Rishi. Um, again, looking very smart, um, but a bit more relaxed, a velvet overcoat. How relaxed? Almost had the look of a smoking jacket, grey drainpipe trousers, and bright pink socks. Okay. He commented on how I looked, you know, the, the perfect gentleman. Anyway, I invited him in, and mm. he sat down, and he explained fiscal policy to me, and what he would do if he was Prime Minister. Okay. And he had such a warmth about him, and his warmth made me feel warm. I had a sort of uh, tingling sensation uh, beginning of yeah. my feet, rising up through the calves into the groin area, and up and up.
0: And right, up. not what I was expecting. And, but
2: um, yeah. you know, my heart was racing, I was sweating all down my back, and I, I felt a release, a sort of oh, just knowing that somebody was finally in control. Okay. And I think people should just give Sonak a chance. and a kind let of him de- is- them. Yes. So yes, I think he'd make a beautiful prime minister, and. I'd love to experience that sensation again.
0: No, well, wouldn't we all? And it seems like you really do have a personal affinity towards Rishi Sunak. So, you know, you might be in luck if they put him in power and he gets a shot. But um, I've got a feeling Rishi's not going to be the one. It's going to be something else or it's going to be a general election and they'll put somebody highly competitive in power, i.e. Bojo um uh let's take another call now from harry in beddingsfield harry who do you think could win it back for the tories well look
1: I'm, I'm, we need somebody with a calm cool collected head who's uh, right, well give me a,
0: give me an example if you could well you
1: know what i like is that um peter jones off the dragon's den you know somebody like that and i i i know he likes attention he likes the fame but i'd like to see him uh you know step up to the plate and um put his money where his mouth is for once you know and uh, make a deal and uh, you know lead the country well
0: actually I'm friends with Peter Jones so I can have a word with him next week because we're going to a wine soiree at um, a little club in Pall Mall so I will pass on your recommendation but as far as I'm aware he he despises politics so well, I-
1: I don't blame him for that but uh, you know I'd, I'd really appreciate it if you could pass on that um, pass on that message from me and say also you know, thank you for your work on Drackenstein because it would be fine. Well he does
0: listen to the show so he will have heard that anyway but uh, have you ever considered running in the local elections becoming an um, MP yourself making a difference? Oh, no, 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 no No? No, no,
1: no I, I, I couldn't imagine anything worse than uh, getting involved in politics at my age though I'm uh, quite happy to sit back and uh, you know watch the fireworks eat, eat my popcorn and and uh, keel over and say goodbye, to be honest, at this point.
0: So, right.
1: uh, well, well,
0: not for me. Okay, well, thanks a lot for your call, and uh, don't leave us just yet. Um, stick around, because um, things are about to get very interesting in British politics, that's for sure. Anyway, one last call before we go, and we've got any aims from Garrington what do you make of Liz Truss being fired and the state of the Tories well I'll tell
5: you what Eric politics is such a carnival right now and it's such a pantomime all that backstabbing and turning on each other you know they might as well go the whole hog and turn it into a wrestling match you know what I mean you know you can have like Liz Truss out in the ring on the microphone going right if anyone wants to challenge me they need to come out here right now and we'll go yeah we'll no. go right now right and there's a bit of okay. tension I'm serious yeah there's a bit of tension right nothing happens for a bit and then Liz says it again I, I I will challenge anyone back there in the locker room to come and face me right now. And she drops the microphone, right? And the crowd are going, oh, because they're all excited, did not they? Because they they're desperate for a change and stuff. And then all the lights go out and people go, oh, and then bang! And then there's fireworks, like, bang! and the rock guitars are going, Dang! and then from out behind the curtain it walks John Major. And people are going, oh, what? John Major's back, John Major's back. And this Trust is looking around like, oh, God, what's going on? Here? I sort of regret seeing what I did, and then John Major gets in the ring and he just clotheslines Liz Truss like, Boof! and the crowd are going mental. And then John Major climbs right up onto the top rope, yeah? People are cheering and going, yeah, go, go. And he does like a, a moonsault, which is sort of like a backward somersault, like it's dangerous, you know what I mean? He's about to land it, but Liz Truss rolls out of the way at the last minute, and John Major slams down into the ring like, bam! And Liz Truss gets up and she's like, going, ah, and she signals to the crowd, and people start going, a table, table. So she go down to the ring, she pulls a wooden table from out like one of them tables you do decorating on she's about to slam John Major through that table right and the people are going yeah come on John slam it out!" The but then you hear da 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 it's John Cena it's John Cena coming to the ring he's like John running who? down the ring and Liz Truss he's looking in the wrong direction he gets hold of and he just slams it down on the table and then he covers and the referee goes yeah one two three ding ding, ding 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 and next you know John Cena's Prime Minister you uh, know what uh,
0: I mean uh, right okay but who would you like to be PM exactly so who would you like to take over from from truss
5: All right uh, oh right I I, yeah i don't know i do about
0: that do you have I, an opinion I, on who I, I it could be know, I,
5: I don't know what you mean mate pm all right cheers. okay
0: well um, I thank you for that colorful uh, description of exactly what's happening right now uh, it isn't far off and um, we really are witnessing a uh, a clown show so um, that's all we have time for this week. Um, I don't know who will be Prime Minister next week. Could be Rishi Sunak, could be uh, Michael Gove. It could have been both of them but at this rate. We have no idea. And I think it's safe to say that this uh, this country is well and truly falling to pieces. So, uh, yeah, maybe see you again next week. Maybe not. Take care. You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swinblade.